Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome back to Jamie All Over. Before we get to the interview, I just wanted to hop on and apologize for the upcoming audio. The day that we did the interview, the software that I normally use to record virtual interviews was not working. So we ended up using a different program. I'm not going to throw them under the bus, but if you do virtual meetings, you probably know which one I'm talking about. It's not always the best when your Wi-Fi isn't super strong. You get those little buzzing sounds, skipping sounds. So I do apologize for that. I tried to clean it up as best I could. I love this interview. I loved everything we spoke about. I felt like if we did it a second time, it wouldn't be as authentic as the first time. So hopefully it's not too bad, but it isn't the quality that I normally want to give you guys. I hope that her amazing interview makes up for the audio. Thanks so much for listening. Today I'm joined by my good friend, who you have probably seen somewhere on TV, whether it's <laughs> Nick Vial's season of The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise, or maybe you've seen her as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Maybe you saw her at Disney as Tiana. You've probably seen her somewhere. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jasmine Good. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was definitely an intro. I love that. I was researching you because we've been friends for years now, obviously. Like, I knew you were related to Bachelor Nation. Were you a princess at the parks or was it on a cruise ship? I can't recall. Yeah, so I was, well, was friends with Princess Tiana on Disney Cruise Line, not the park. And for those listening who did not catch what she just said, she can't say she was a princess. She's real. She's living in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I was friends with Princess Tiana for about a year. It was right after I finished dancing for the Jets. I went to audition just for fun and boom, made it. Really crazy. You've done so much. I, was... I know. I really have. I can't stop. <laughs> Seriously. I was just thinking back to, I almost went on The Bachelor so long ago. Really? Yeah, this was before influencers were a thing. And I actually ended up declining it because I'm like, I don't really see the upside of this. (laughs) And now you're like, damn it. (laughs) I don't know. I went through the whole process, which I'm sure you did too. Did you stay at the LAX Sheridan? Yes, yes, I did. So it was crazy how it all happened for me, actually. I was dancing. I was at the Warriors at the time. But one of my best friends from the Cowboys, she loved loved The Bachelor. She actually auditioned for it, but she ended up being in a relationship. So she was like, I have this friend who just got a relationship. And she's like, you have to do this. It's a good, great show. And I'm like, well, I never watched the whole thing, but I've heard about it. Like I've seen clips, but it wasn't huge on social media because I think Instagram was just about popping off at that time. And 
She's like, you have to do the show. She's like, you just have to get get on there and make it to paradise. She kept telling me that. And I didn't know what paradise was. I'm like, okay, cool. And I was like, you know what? It's a free trip. I just got a relationship. I get to hang out, go to California. Like, why not? And it was literally two weeks before filming started. They were like, do you know who Nick is? And I'm like, no. So I watched a couple of episodes. I thought he was cute at the time. I was like, let's just do it. Why not? YOLO. You had a different attitude than I do. And that's probably why you do reality TV and I <laughs> avoid it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to just go all in. Yeah. I recall just being sequestered in that Sheridan. Oh my God, yes. This is my trip to LA. I can't even leave my room. I was not allowed to open my door. I just remember filling out all of these psychological forms. <sighs> yes, the forms, the hotel. They're like, I remember peeking out in the hotel and I actually saw a friend of mine who was a cheerleader. She didn't make it, but I saw her and I was like texting my cabat my phone, texting my friends like, oh my God, Ashley's here, our friend Ashley. And it was just crazy how locked down everything was. Yeah. Was really intense. And I was so intimidated. So I got the contract. I'm flying back to New Jersey at the time or New York. I don't even remember where I was living at the time. Mm -hmm. Somewhere on the East Coast. And I remember reading through the contract, which was so thick. And it had all the terms in it, the payments, like how much you get paid if you come back to do not the reunion, Mm -hmm. whatever it's called after the final rose or something. And they listed all your payments for all your extra appearances. But then what stood out to me was you will be sued for $1 million <laughs> family members you're doing this show. I think, yeah, there was something in there with some wording like that. And I honestly did not care. I was like, there's no way I have to tell my family. You have to prepare yourself going to show outfits or whatever. So th- that's crazy that was even in there. I'm normally a rule breaker. So thinking back on this, I'm like, why would that intimidate me? And I'm like, oh my God, no, I don't want to be sued for a million dollars. It scared me out of doing it. But like I said, it was such a long time ago that bachelor wasn't really anything yeah i think that it, at that time i think people actually were really looking to find like love in a person that they wanted to spend their life I'm, with imagine um, that. yeah and over time it just started i think now it's just very highly social media but at that time it was definitely different it started changing like right after my season like everybody wants to be on the bachelor right right yeah different time switching gears from the bachelor you just got home from an open house Yes. You are full on in real estate. We talked here and there when you were going for your license. I remember sending you some videos. Did help. I passed. (laughs) Amazing. And did I read correctly? Are you also licensed in New York and New Jersey? Not yet. So I am currently working on that. I would like to be licensed in New York, but most of my family and we kind of have a place right now in Jersey. So I would love to have both on the East Coast. Yeah, so I'm working towards that right now. You're so freaking ambitious. I don't know what's wrong. I'm like, I need to like chill and like just be in one place and focus on one thing. But my mind is like, there's so much more I can do. I'm in awe of you. Proud of you, by the way. Like your podcast, this is like crazy. Remember you starting with Sheena and then like now you have your own thing. Like this is awesome. Thank you. We go back pretty far. Girl. Was it through Zach? I think it had to be through Sheena, right? Or was it Zach because of the apartment? I think it might have been Zach because of the apartment. And I can't remember if you were in there first or if I was, but you and I were both roommates with Zach Wickham. Yes, I think you were in there first. I was there first. Okay, so this was a building that I managed in West Hollywood. And it's so funny, our friend Mindy, who's you guys know the bartenders at TomTom, she bartends over there, but she would joke around and call it the friendship building because it was me, Jasmine, Zach, Janet, Lo, Lincoln. Charlie Burnett. (laughs) All of us. It was all of us. And like that name could not be more wrong because so many of us fought. And I don't think you got involved with the fights, but oh no. I was always like, guys, let's just call me friends. (laughs) I 
which is amazing. So I fought with Janet and Lo. Zach yep. fought Logan and I think Lo and Janet. It was insane. It was wild. Yeah. Charlie, I don't think she fought anybody. Charlie and Zach didn't get along. Oh, Charlie and Zach. Oh my God. There was just always something. It was like that building was like college dorm vibes. So I texted you, Janet, Zach. I invited you guys all to the Sugar Taco opening, but I had no idea you or Zach were filming for a new show coming up on Bravo. Is it actually called The Valley or is that just what we've been calling it and there's no official name yet. What is the name? Well, I can't really talk about that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. Well, I mean, it's been in the news. So we know that there Wait. is a show. Yeah, I heard that there is some show that I guess Jackson, Brittany, Kristen are a part of. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's so, all I that's all I know right now. But you, know, but, you know, we're friends with that group. I've been friends with in this Vanderpump world, I would say, for like years. They were trying to get me on Vanderpump the last three years. When I worked at Sir, they approached me that. and I kept turning it down. Money, they were just not. And then it was like kind of weird. I just didn't know if I wanted to be back on that like reality world. And so I just kept turning it down for the last three years. So we'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jasmine. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you moved out of the friendship building. Are you living in the Valley now? Where are you? Oh, God, no. I live in the city. I live in West Hollywood, Hollywood area. I love being, like, around the people and happening things. From the East Coast, Jersey, I live in New York. The Valley's great but right now. I'm vibing down here. Gotcha. I miss West Hollywood at times, but I'll go up and I'll see everybody and I'll have fun little time. And then I leave. No, now. I get it. I get it. It's like there. there's times where I'm like, why am I down here in, like, the city and all this? But I don't know. I don't know. It's just because I love being, like, always on the go and everything. Yeah. Yeah. When I leave LA and I get back to Orange County, it's like, uh, I feel like I'm on vacation every day of my life. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it down there. Me poor, all that. Yeah. You travel so much that you probably get that from actual travel. Yes. I love traveling. I don't know what it is. I just feel like there's just so much more. I started in New Jersey and then I was on a ship for a year. And I think living on that cruise ship opened my eyes to just so many different like cultures and experiences and that there's just so much more out there. And I love America, but it's like, I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to experience what other people are experiencing in the world and not just be stuck into one place. And I think that's why I just have this crazy love for travel. Yeah, it makes me happy. I love that. And I love watching your Instagram because you and Melissa have the cutest photos. Where are some of your favorite spots that you guys have been? Oh, favorite spots. Let's see. I think Copa Deja, Turkey. Hot air balloons. Yes. Oh my gosh. I swear. It was so beautiful. It's like country. It was awesome. The people were nervous. It was unreal. That was definitely one of my favorite places. Belize was another spot that was beautiful. And Guatemala. Those three, I swear, were the top. Guatemala, if you go to Lake Atalan, it is three hour drive from Guatemala City. And it's the Lake Como or whatever, South America. It's so beautiful. I swear. It's just Unreal. It's laid back. There's a little hippie town. You got the lake. It's right on the volcanoes. You got to go experience it. Best time of life. Take me with you next time. Yes. I love it. How are you guys able to do it though? She's by coastal at the moment. Yeah. So her job, she's um, allowed to work from home so she can just work wherever. So that's like a plus. Her father owns a building in New Jersey. So we got lucky with a place there. So it's like, hey, you got a place in Jersey, you got a place in LA. We're kind of like that bi-coastal thing going on right now. I know eventually East Coast is there. I would love to raise a family. And Melissa feels the same way? Oh, yeah. We're both East Coast people. She's from St. Town with me, and I think that's where we want to be. 
Yeah. And I missed her at my birthday this year, but I remember meeting her two years ago at my birthday. So it's been a minute that you guys. Yeah. In about like three years almost. Yeah. Been a long time. This year, she was supposed to be there, but we got toasted at the pre party. (laughs) I was supposed to go to that, to Kristen's James May event, and then go over to my birthday. That day, the traffic was insane because this is a whole other thing, but they have changed the carpool lane from OC to LA. I think they're changing it into a fast pass lane. There's just been a ton of construction. And I was just trying to get to my birthday dinner. I wanted to stop at Kristen's event before then. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I should be there right now, but I'm still in traffic. I barely even made it to my dinner on time. That dinner was awesome, by the way. I'm glad I got to see you. Yeah, it was so fun. Tell me the story. I know you told me already, but for the listeners, if you're comfortable sharing. How you and Melissa met. I'll tell you my sad note. (laughs) So... She's from the same town as me. She graduated with my brother. Her best friend's sister is my best friend, childhood friend. So she was always there. She was always like around, but she was like younger. So I didn't really talk to her uh, until six years ago. I was home for my alumni Jets game. And I went out with my friend Tiffany and her sister was coming and she brought Melissa. And Melissa came with her girlfriend at the time. We're all just sitting. She walks in. I'm like, who's this girl, Tiffany? She's beautiful. I really need to like know everything about her. And for the whole night, we're like flirting and I can tell something's there. I can tell she's getting in trouble with her girlfriend at the time. I'm like, oh, this is awkward. So we kind of just leave. But years after that, pandemic happened and she came out to visit. Never left. The rest is history. And then Oh my God. Yeah, it's just crazy. You never expect somebody just to come out in your life out of nowhere. But it was just always there, like just the timing. She was always in a relationship. I was dating somebody else. And boom. Wow. Crazy. And I remember writing in my journal, like, I just want to meet somebody who was a great cook from the East Coast. Dark hair has all these like things like TNT, what I wanted. And then I met her and I was like, okay, everything I wanted here. I mean, it's a woman, but hey, everything that I asked for right in my face. Were you already open to the idea? Like it could be either. Yeah, no, I was definitely open to it. I've always been like a fluid type of person, but I haven't had like serious relationships with the woman or anything. So it was kind of like just, I'm open to it. Dated some girls here and there, had some fun. So I wasn't like surprised, surprised. I was just kind of like, it's just crazy to show you that you never know like what you're going to get. But like, it's really excited and happy because it's finally somebody who got me. I was like, wow, this is what I've been waiting for. I never want to go back to the streets. What? <laughs> ever, ever. I'm in my little cocoon in OC and I don't want to go back here. I do not want to go back to dating, but it's like, well, you gotta do something, right? Yeah. Open to dating it. apps? Is that a thing style dating apps? I don't think the person is out there. That's where I'm at now. So I probably need to get out of that headspace first because yes. this person doesn't exist. Why waste my time? No, they're there. They're just not ready yet. I used to always say my person's out there. They just don't, they're not ready yet. They're not being brought to me because they're not ready. They're going to be ready soon. It's coming. It's got to change your mindset on that. Yeah. You're amazing. Are you kidding me, girl? You're like a false ass bitch. You have so much going on too. Any girl. How many guys in LA have everything going on? Oh, damn, that's a good point. <laughs> it makes them feel, not to say inferior, but... Yeah, intimidation. And it's that definitely they're intimidated. Men can't handle a lot of them. They, they look like, wow, she's doing all this stuff. Like, Maybe they're just not in LA. Go, I don't know, go to another, not move. Maybe just need to go on a vacation. I don't think they're in LA. I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole, but I have gone on Hinge and moved my location. Yes. (laughs) Washington, D.C. looks very promising. I can see that. And Scotland was like, I was like, whoa. Scotland. Ridiculous. I'm like, oh my God. And 
the guys look much healthier and younger for their age. And someone <laughs> said to me, it's like, because there's no sun in Scotland, they don't have oh, their skin is like nice. <laughs> I'm going to come to you. If I don't have that, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. I don't know. I've dated so many people. I've had so many relationships. I feel like I've done it all. The one thing I'm being missing out on is like the actual one really good person, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, how was it coming out? I don't know if that's the right term saying coming out since you're. Yeah. It's not, honestly, it was never like a coming out thing. I had dated a girl before years ago, dabbled in that or just kind of fluid. So it was never like a, hello, here I am. I have cousins who are gay. My family's been around. It's never been like a, hi, here it is type of thing. But my parents, my mom loves Melissa. She's met her. I love Melissa's parents. I'm so thankful that like her parents are accepting of me. I'm very thankful because some parents are like not about that. So I will say that I'm very grateful. And I know the privilege I have of having parents that are accepting. A lot of kids don't. Even when I was on The Bachelor, I remember talking to producers about it. But that was something they didn't want to even talk about. Because that was, I don't know if it was because of the time or whatever, but it was not the case. They did try to like insinuate that they were like wanting me to date my one friend, Jamie. She was like the first bisexual contestant. She was on my season. I don't know if you remember her. But I remember Paradise is going on. They're like, well, Jamie's coming. Would you go on a date with her? And I'm like, no, she's my best friend. Just because, like, I said I would be open to dating. What does mean I want to date my best friend? You know, <laughs> like, hell no. You bring up a good point, though, about being on The Bachelor and being surrounded by a bunch of women. And I'm sure a lot of them you became friends with. But did you find yourself getting crushes on anyone? Oh, my God, no. There was never anybody. Because when I went to Bachelor of Paris, it was mostly all the girls from my season. So all the girls from my season, you become like sisters. I have never, there was never anyone that I was like into or yeah, everyone's beautiful, of course, but I just never looked at anybody in that way. And maybe because they were like sisters to me, honestly, the whole time when you're on The Bachelor, you were filming with these girls 24-7. You don't even see the lead, the guy ever, unless he pops in. He's like, hey, I'm taking somebody on a date. And that happens like once a week, twice, you become sisters with these girls. So there was never like a, I never looked at them in that type of light at all. Okay. Okay. My dream would be to skip over the whole bachelor thing and just go to some bachelor in paradise situation. Yes. That's where it's at. <laughs> like you go on bachelor, it's cool. You get for your having fun and you make the best friendships of your life. But you start getting to the point where you're like, what am I doing here? But when you go on bachelor in paradise, it's just nicer to be able to like have multiple people to like have a connection with. So you would definitely thrive there. Yeah. And it like balances everything out too. It's not just one person with all this power and choosing. Exactly. I remember thinking I never want to do reality TV ever again. In that moment, I was just like, I can never do this again. I'm just talking about like Nick every two seconds. And then I started thinking, do I actually really want to be with this person? Because you get to a point where you're just like, you're cut off from the world. You're just talking about love every second of the day. And then there are some people who actually have real big connections with them. And you're like, I don't feel that way. But then you like have to tell yourself, okay, but you need to stay, right? You need to make it far enough so you can like, make it to paradise. You have to like trick yourself. In reality, you know for a fact it is never going to work out. And I can see a lot of it being like almost becoming a challenge and a game yes. where you're like, well, I win. You're supposed to be there actually for love, not just to win a show, you know? It really was like that. There was for the moment for me, right before I got kicked off, I'm laying in the bed, Vanessa, who won that season, is next to me on one side. That yells on the other side of me and I'm in the middle. And Vanessa's like, I really love Nick. Danielle goes, I could too. And then I'm really just quiet. It's my turn. Yeah, me too. Like, what? And I was sitting here like, this is crazy. I was like, I don't have a connection with him. I never had a date. I want to stay because I'm having fun with my friends. Girl, it was crazy. I don't think I could have handled any of that. The past me made the right decision. 
Yeah, I literally look back and I'm like, why did I do that? But I'm thankful because I've really met some of my best friends that are going to be my life forever. And that's why I say I'm thankful for the bachelor for that. Who do you still keep in touch with? Who are you close with? Danielle, Danielle Lombard, Raven, and Alexis. Those three are like my ride or dies. I'm so cool with everyone. Like Jamie, the other Jamie King. She's wow. another one of my really good friends. Nice. And what is your relationship like with Nick? I know you went on his podcast a, a while ago. Yeah, we're cool. Like I've seen him out at festivals, did his podcast, which was fun. When I was on the show with him, he would always tell me like, I trust you. I was the one like giving them information. I think he felt comfortable with me because we always had that friend type of vibe. So I knew that even coming off the show, there was no hate or anything like that. We just always were like friends. I was doing some research on you. God. Someone had asked you in an interview, who do you most admire? And you said your mother, because she yeah. has worked so hard and given up things for you. My mom's great. She's just always been my number one supporter. Her and my dad, they both are. She knows I'm always like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And she's like, you know what? You're going to do it. She's going to support me no matter what. Even when I was little, she just always made sure I had the same things that anybody else. I don't know if you know this, but I grew up with a club foot. So I had to have surgery when I was little and I wore casts and braces when I was little. Yes, I always called myself a little baby before I was gump when I was little in my pictures. But I couldn't really walk. My doctors were saying that I wasn't able to dance, but she was determined. She's like, nope, my daughter's not going to be different and put me in dance class. And hello, I just clearly I danced for seven years professionally. Doctors told me I wouldn't be able to do that. So it wasn't for her to literally do this for me. And I'm just so proud that she walked for me in that age and put me in dance classes and things like that. But she's just always like there. She's just the biggest support of mine. Just always rides for me. I love her so much. I can't even imagine how she must feel then. Like hearing doctors say she's never going to dance and then watching you be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, an NBA dancer. You not only danced, but you took it to like the highest level you possibly could. Yep. And that's one thing my mom always says. She's like, you were always so determined. She's like, even when you were little, when you had your braces on, you were determined like to walk around in those braces. She's like, you just didn't even care. I think some parents would probably listen to doctors. But she was like, nope. That is amazing. And I would imagine that a lot of your discipline comes from being a professional dancer or a cheerleader. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like when you're in that dance world, it's training. It's like any athlete, any athlete can tell you it's like you are determined to do something. You have like a schedule. So you're definitely, your mindset is just very different when you're in that dance world. But at the same time, it's your passion. Yeah. With me having ADHD, I learned this where it's like on the things that I'm passionate about or that I love, I can have something called hyper-focus and mm -hmm. really achieve a lot. And a lot of entrepreneurs have ADHD because they're able to focus so much and for so long on the things that they're passionate about. But where I am lacking is like discipline and the other things, the boring tasks. Those are really difficult for me to get done and just quote unquote, do normal things that other people can do. Yeah. You reached out to me when I was first diagnosed with ADHD because you were as well. And I believe you said it happened in college. Uh, yeah, I didn't start taking medication in school after college, but there came a time where I was like, I really think I just need something to help. So my doctor got me on some medication and it, it helped me a lot. But yeah, I can agree with you on the whole like being, you know, hyper focused on one thing. And I think when I having ADHD while I'm dancing was like insane because there was moments where that's literally all I like could focus on. I couldn't do anything else. I remember having a breakdown because I couldn't work out or I couldn't go to some practice. It's really like intense how like, ADHD get so focused on one thing and then it's like other tasks which you should be doing. So I definitely can relate with all of what you're saying. Something I spoke about earlier on the podcast a couple episodes ago is something called pycnogenol, 
that has really helped me to stay focused and to do things that I put off on and the things that I've procrastinated on. What we are lacking is the dopamine hit. So if we accomplish something, we don't get a hit of dopamine in the way that other people do. And that hit is what makes others addicted and it sets up patterns and behavior where you continue to accomplish all of your tasks and goals because you will get that enjoyment at the end. You don't get that. And instead, it's almost just no matter what you achieve, it's okay, that's over. I could check that off my to-do list. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, I agree. I would love to know more about that because I know I'm the same way where I'm like, oh, I don't want to, there's days where I don't like to take any medication. I'm like, I'm trying to do like the natural stuff, like lion's mane. Yeah. You might want to try the pycnogenol. It tastes disgusting. Okay. My problem is I just can't swallow capsules, but if you can, then you don't have to deal with the terrible taste. Okay. I'm all for trying new things. So I saw that you like, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yes. And every time I talk to somebody about it, they don't know it. I'm like, what? <laughs> I think you're not doing this movie. It's so good. Okay, so Ivy and I both recently had eye doctor appointments. I can't see close up. I can't read my phone anymore. So I needed reading glasses. Ivy can't see like the chalkboard at school. So together we make a good team. But I was telling her about this scene in a movie that I thought was from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, but it was <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting. I don't know if you saw Adventures in Babysitting, but her friend mm. is at the bus station and her glasses get stepped on or something so she can't see. And she's like petting a rat and she thinks it's like a cat or a bunny. <laughs> no, I never saw that movie. Okay. So I was walking with Ivy one night and there was this little creature that scurried past us and I'm like oh my god is that a rat and she's like no it's a bunny and I'm like well your eyesight's not that good and then it reminded (laughs) me of that scene and I was like let's watch don't tell mom and babysitters so she and I are now watching this basically r-rated movie and they're cursing (laughs) (laughs) you're like this is not it god I mean this is the wrong movie she's like well this is so good okay fine you can watch it (laughs) oh my god I love that movie oh buddy and I did watch it when I was younger but I totally forgot it so it was great yeah the refresher So then another thing that I found in this article, <laughs> who you would want to have lunch with. So the three people that you had said, I don't know if you still feel the same way. It was RuPaul, <laughs> Dave Chappelle, and Prince that you would want to have lunch with. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's so many more people, but the reason that Prince, just think about all the stories he has. He wasn't just like a singer. He was very like wise. And I think having a lunch with him would be so cool. Dave Chappelle's hilarious. I just want to laugh. And RuPaul is just like a boss i just want to learn from him like the business because like he is killing it look at him he went from like literally just an actor doing drag to like having multiple tv shows networks everywhere did you watch rupaul's drag race oh of course yes someone who you might know who lived in our building was a yes a door yes i know you're talking about yes i know that because zach told me and i was like no way (laughs) yeah he was in 201 (laughs) door yep I remember that. Oh my God, I love draft queens. They're the best. <laughs> Those are my three. Okay, well, what is your favorite Prince song? Prince song? I would say, that's hard. I mean, Purple Rain. That one's always a hit. Oh, actually, I think the one I did a dance. Little Red Corvette, Raspberry Yes. Blue. Also love like the Diamonds and Pearls era. Oh, yeah. oh my God, I forgot about that one too. See, just so many good songs. Oh my God. Okay, well, I'm playing a song in the outro. Do Red Corvette. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on Jamie All Over. Where can people find you? Thank you. You can find me. All my social platforms are Jasmine Good on Twitter. Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you. I guess I should know by the way you popped your car sideways at a wooden last. It's the other kind of
person that believes in making out once Love them and leave them fast Guess I must be done She had a pocket full of horses Trojan and some of them used But it was Saturday night I guess that makes it alright You see what have I got to lose And honey I Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.